0: The Pat Kenny Show. With Aviva Insurance. On News Talk.
1: Ow, Pete! (laughs) See, I wish I was big just (laughs) once. You're a (laughs) big cop. Really funny. Really funny. What do you mean I'm funny? (laughs) It's funny, you know. (laughs) It's a good story. It's funny. You're a funny guy. (laughs) What do you mean? You mean the way I talk? What? It's just, you know, you're just, you're just funny. It's funny, you know, the way you tell the story and everything. Funny how? I mean, what's funny about it? Yeah, Tommy, no, you got it all wrong. Right? Oh, Anthony. He's a big boy. He knows what he said. What'd you say? You're right. Funny how? Just, what? Just, you know, you're, you're funny. You mean, so? well, let me understand this, because I you know. Maybe it's me. I'm a little fucked up, maybe. But I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown. I amuse you. I make you laugh? I'm here to f- amuse you? What do you mean funny? Funny how? How am I funny? I'm not just... You know how you tell a story? What? No, no, I don't know. You said it. How do I know? You said I'm funny. How the f- am I funny? What the f- is so funny about me? Tell me. Tell me what's funny.
0: Get the f- out of here,
1: Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> I almost had him. I almost had
0: him. (laughs) Laughter turning to threat, turning back to laughter. That's from a movie called Goodfellas, the masterpiece of Martin Scorsese, who's our subject on Inside Hollywood with Lisa Cannon, TV host and executive producer of Spotlight. Lisa, good morning. Good
1: morning. Oh, what a man to start talking about today.
0: Yeah, hard to catch uh, an F-free... segment, so we had to bleep.
1: We had to bleep, so apologies in advance. I struggled, because Martin Scorsese is known for his profanity. 300 F-bombs in Goodfellas Alone, (laughs) released in 1990. As you can hear there in the clip, that's Joe Pesci Mm. and, uh, sadly, the late Ray Liotta. But uh, there's great stories behind every movie that he's made, and even that one particularly. People know, maybe Mm. some don't, that that um, was all improvised. So Joe Pesci was the lead in that, that he had obviously waited on mobsters back in the day, and he thought this was would be a great segment. Became one of the most famous pieces in Martin Scorsese's work.
0: Yeah, um, tell us about the man himself. He was uh, born in 1942, and he's a New Yorker.
1: He's a New Yorker. He is from Queens in New York. Now, I, I actually love Martin Scorsese so much. So he's, he, you know, I've channeled him today with my own big glasses, the trademark glasses. He's five foot three. He's got the bushy eyebrows. He's he's kind of a mile a minute talker. If you've ever watched any interviews with him, you know he's got that little little Italy inflected speech. He's an iconic film director not only a figure but a modern maker of incredible triumphant films so he started off in the kind of the flush neighbourhood um, a very b- busy neighbourhood of Queens in New York and this has kind of been feathered through throughout all of his filmmaking so his mother Catherine Scorsese um, has actually been featured in most of his films as cameos so you'll see her in Goodfellas you'll see her in many others And um, but there was no
0: um, showbiz in the family I mean they both worked in the clothing uh, district uh, he was a presser she was a seamstress so so humble beginnings how did he manage to get into film school well
1: it again, but like anything in life, it's always sometimes chance or you're introduced to it. So even when he was seven, you know, all the economic pressures of that time back in 1936, he was, he was forced to kind of make time for himself. He suffered from asthma, so he had to be indoors a lot and protected. So his mother decided that maybe bringing him to cinema was a good idea to entertain her son. So in this old kind of Sicilian world where his godparents and blood relatives were important to him, they used to bring him always to these beautiful cinema houses. Uh, very much like Cinema Paradiso, which is a beautiful Beautiful movie as well. He always started and felt that cinema was a presence that he should uh, have in his life. So when he saw his first film, this is where it all began. Uh, he started making short movies in university as well in the 1960s, and that is uh, how he ended up working his way up and working doing a fine arts degree and a master's, and then of course, started his first feature film in 1967.
0: Now, his breakthrough, I suppose, was uh,
1: Mean Streets in 1973. Mm-hmm. Uh, mean Streets, if you haven't seen it it, it, it is an absolute touchstone of modern cinema. Gritty kind of autobiographical drama starring uh, Robert, uh, sorry, Kaitel, and of course, Robert De Niro, who was working with Scorsese at the time, bearing in mind that these were local actors, unknowns, you know, this is something uh, that Martin Scorsese is famous for. He picks talent that's local to him and can drive the film. And of course, this breakthrough film earned great reviews and of course, established as a promising young director. He moved on then after that to direct the drama Alice Doesn't Live Here Anymore, which won a Best Actress Oscar for Ellen Bernstein. I don't know if you've seen it, but it is absolutely incredible. And uh, and then, of course, the, the work then continued getting better and bigger and bolder as one would move on from Taxi Driver to Raging Bull, all, of course, starring the great Robert De Niro.
0: Now, uh, all uh, along this time, as his career was growing, he was marrying and separating and having children along the way.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Martin Scorsese is a bit of a scoundrel. Nobody really realises that. (laughs) He has uh, quite a coloured uh, past when it comes to women and he is on his fifth marriage currently and has many, many children. Um, He's opened up about his own cocaine addictions over time, over his work right through the 70s and into early 80s and uh, has often been vocal about how his ill-fated unions with particularly Isabella Rossellini crumbled Who due is to Who's the his daughter workload. of
0: Ingrid Bergman. Ingrid Bergman, uh, um, yeah. We have another clip, this time from Taxi Driver. Do you want to set it up?
1: Yes, it's the famous scene. You're you, you talking to me. So, of course, Robert De Niro is in his apartment and this is co- kind of the, the breakdown of, of, you know, his mind, his mental health and how he, he can tackle that. So, I'm sure you're very famous with the scene and uh, chomp along if you like the, the sounds. You talking to me? You talking to me? You talking to me? Then well, who the hell else are you talking to? Talking to me? Well, I'm the only one here. Who the f- do you think you're talking to? Oh, yeah? Huh? Okay.
0: Huh? That phrase, you talking to me? You
1: talking to me. Yeah. I was hoping people might be chatting away to themselves they're in the taxi that is Travis Bickle one of the most famous Vietnam characters of all time so yeah. now he,
0: in friend. the 1980s he made King of Comedy uh, and says that De Niro did his best work for him in that movie
1: yeah it's funny uh, Scorsese has many outspoken revelations which I really uh, wouldn't have agreed with but anyway yes he has often said that this is De Niro's great work I mean you know you, you think of not only Taxi Driver that we just heard there but Raging Bull um, I, I couldn't have I couldn't agree with him but look it is uh, you know when you look at even Raging Bull let's talk about that for a quick uh, second
0: I, I mean he had to put on De Niro had to put on massive amounts of weight exactly. to play Jake LaMotta and didn't really successfully take off that weight and get back those youthful good looks no. that he had before
1: but I, I suppose as the kind of violent protagonist he was astounding I, I would always see De Niro as Dan as one of his best roles and uh, Marty as I mentioned you know he picks locals and he works with people for years I would love people to know um, I actually did a with Thelma Schoenmacher who is his editor and has been his editor on Raging Bull Mean Streets Taxi Driver Casino Wolf of Wall Street she did one in a force course years ago and I was just fascinated to hear about him but he is methodical in his work and he uses the same people over and over I mean if we're moving into the latter sense of his cache of work let's talk about um, Leonardo DiCaprio he has used Leonardo DiCaprio in many many movies of since. so he's a man of um, good taste yeah.
0: yeah, Now he gets himself into trouble from time to time Last Temptation of Christ um, where he was accused of blasphemy.
1: But Scorsese is never far from I think controversy. I think just you know we, we talk about all the movies that he has uh, you know put in the in the fore for so many of us. I mean even for arguments sake, Casino that's also had a lot of controversy around it. Not, not even talking about the F-bombs you know there's 438 and that or whether, whether you want to talk about The Wolf of Wall Street the most profanity film of all time 569. It's also about the characters and the violence and he obviously speaks about how, you know, this obsession with filmmaking, how it's almost like a religion needs to be shown to people. So, um, yeah, he finds, as Marvel movies, he's got in trouble recently, he finds them repulsive. So, yes, he's not far mm. from controversy.
0: Now, uh, you sent me a list of his awards and it's pages long
1: uh, as they printed out. Let find them. But There's so many. He yeah.
0: eventually got an
1: Oscar. That's right. It's funny. It's a bit like Spielberg. You think they've loads and then you realise, well, actually, they don't. Um, yes, he's a winner of an Oscar, just the one. He has two Golden Globes and two BAFTA awards. Now, there is a litany of ones, of course, that he has. But um, he's also, I think, one of his proudest moments is that he's the president of the Film Foundation, which is a non-profit dedicated uh, foundation dedicated to the preservation of deteriorating film. Yeah, he's, uh, he's a, he's um, I suppose, a, a, an advocate of film and a curator of film as well. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, now, in, in terms of his uh, overall career, uh, you say he thinks that De Niro did his best work with him in... Me, in uh, King what, of Comedy. Yeah. What does he think is his best movie, though?
1: I have only interviewed him once and I did ask the question and he f- fumbled between two films he he's often said the departed which I was quite surprised about um and then obviously his biggest love at the moment is the movie that he has made more recently it's <laughs> three and a half hours long the Irishman I'm sure many people saw it on Netflix um and there was mixed reviews about it it's it's the you know the exploration of getting older it's almost like our, our Goodfellas characters are now in nursing homes and I I I, I thought it was fantastic but regrettably you know it didn't get the reviews and the heights that people thought but I suppose for me also when I watch over and over again is The Wolf of Wall Street. I can't believe that didn't scoop more Oscars than yeah. it did.
0: So many movies we didn't mention in passing. Gangs of New York, Shutter Island. Yes. Another extraordinary uh, movie. Uh, the Age of Innocence. So many movies. I mean what a body of work.
1: What a body of work. I think he's, mm, he's my favourite director. I think that that is coming through in the microphone this morning but he really has been done incredible work also with movie uh, sorry music making apologies he loves the Rolling Stones he did an incredible documentary called Shine a Light I was at the premiere for that Rolling Stones turned up he's a huge Bob Dylan fan he's also done No Direction Home back in 2005 so when you've got a director of that work with incredible music Taste. He's always going to come up. Trumps. And he directed Michael Jackson's "Bad" video. So there
0: as well. (laughs) (laughs) Lisa Lisa (laughs) Cabot, TV host, executive producer of Spotlight. Thank you very much for joining us. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance, weekdays at nine a.m. on News Talk.